2: Good afternoon. Welcome to Inside Indiana Sports Now with Ken Sterling, our special guest today, July 30th, 2021, the great Kevin Pritchard. Kevin, how are you? Good to see you. This
3: is very unique and kind of, I like
2: it. Last night you had a big staff working on the draft, yeah, 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 and and you wound up with two guys. One's a project. One's kind of a hey, let's get this guy in the rotation, go.
0: maybe. Yep.
2: Was that the point? You wanted to draft toward the future, and you wanted to draft for the present. Well, when we got Chris in the first uh, with the 13th
3: pick, I think it turned to taking a chance on an upside guy. Yeah, that 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 was by design. Now we didn't know how we were going to do it, but. Um, the way we were able to take 60 and 54 and get all the way up to 22, we didn't know if we were going to get to there. That, that was a little bit of a surprise for us, but we had some – Tiers of players that we really wanted, and Isaiah was on the top of that list.
2: You know, as you've acquired twos over the years, this is exactly why, right? So you've got the the equity to be able to plug in and move up to a place like 22 where you can get a guy who maybe in three years he wants to be Kevin Garnett. You'd like him to be Kevin Garnett. If he was Kevin Garnett, I think we'd be pretty happy. (laughs) I think he won a championship, if I'm not mistaken. Behaviorally, you guys seem to have a model for players how do these guys fit that model
3: well i think it it starts with two things Uh, we we do so much background work on each one of them Uh, we talk to the coaches our scouts talk to 10 to 12 people around them so we really know who they are before these guys are are both really ultra competitive and i think Family is really important to both of them, and as we incorporate them into our family, get them to dig their roots deep here, you know, that tends to find the players that play the best, too. They, they feel good about being here, they want to win, they put winning above all else, and uh, Both coaches raved, and the people around them raved about who they were.
2: They play with an intensity that's unique. Like Isaiah, Kentucky stood out with his intensity, and Duarte, a terrific defender.
0: Yeah, Uh,
3: and and, and Chris Duarte had had known the year before like he was going to be a good defender. We we, we saw that early in his uh, junior year. But his shot making ability really came on this past year. And it's interesting as, as we develop our own little metrics and analytics, um, Isaiah uh, graded out in the top three defensively, and Chris uh, graded out in the top three offensive of, of all the players in the NBA. So uh, that wasn't by design. But it's a little, it's a nice little uh, thing that we're, we, we, we're pretty
2: happy about. As we look at Duarte, a 24-year-old guy, you tend to see him as a finished product, and we kind of make a mistake talking about him that way. It seems like he came to basketball late, so yeah. there might be some upside. But, you know, he, he started
3: really late, you know, compared to what we do here in Indiana. You know, start started fifth grade here, or fourth grade, or third yeah. grade, or second grade. You know, so he started much, much later Um, I think what got us really comfortable with that is he has a capacity to to learn. Like, he has a real understanding, like, I need to learn, I need to learn, I need to learn. And um, um, we weren't worried about that at all. His age did not become any factor. Um, Quite frankly, when he did his workout here, it was one of the best workouts I'd ever seen. Really? Yeah. He was... It was as impressive of a shot making uh, display that we've seen here in a long time.
2: Perfect. Thank you, Kevin. Yep. Appreciate it. Glad to do it. Kevin. All right, let's talk to the Pacers' second first round draft pick, Isaiah Jackson out of Kentucky. Isaiah, you mentioned when we did the uh, the previous thing that you want to be you see Kevin Garnett yeah. as kind of a role model. Yeah. What is it about Garnett's game that you need to you need to look at and emulate to get to where Kevin Garnett was?
0: Uh, I mean, just I mean, just being on the stretch of floor. Uh, I didn't really get to show that uh, last year at Kentucky. And Kevin Garnett shot the ball well, uh, mid-range and out on the perimeter. So, I mean, that's pretty much that's what I'm gonna be working on. Also, my ball handling. Uh, I didn't really get to show that either at Kentucky. Uh, a lot of people label me as like a four. I mean, a five, but I'm really I'm, in my eyes. I think I'm a four because I can put the ball on the floor uh, and also shoot the ball. So. Those are things I want to work
2: on. You play with great intensity. Yeah. You stood out at Kentucky for your intensity, both mm. defensively and on the offensive end. Right. And moving in transition, yeah. you were hustling all the time. Yeah. Has that always been something you've done, or did you learn
0: that? Uh, no, I've been – that was always something that I uh, – that was in my game pretty much. That's why pretty much I went to Kentucky because they knew like how hard I fought every game. And like, the intensity that I brought on defense and how I don't quit, like, I bring 110 every day. Uh, I mean, that's something that, I mean, just – this is sort of like a na- like in nature, like nature in me. So, I mean.
2: So when you're in Pontiac yep. and you're a kid and you're dreaming of playing basketball, at what point did kind of the switch flip and all of a sudden you were getting calls from Kentucky yeah. instead of the calls that everybody gets early? <laughs>
0: uh, I mean, pretty much uh, me and my brother, uh, I mean, we've been, and some of my friends back home, like we've been playing basketball. I actually had a court on the side of my house growing up and every day we like, we didn't grow up with much. So like, We would just, like, tell our friends to come play basketball. And every day we play, like, winter, summer, 90 degrees, 10 degrees. Like, it don't matter. We was out there hooping. Uh, Then I think around, like, eighth grade, I started really taking basketball serious and was like, yeah, I can take go places. Uh, Ever since then, I've just been working to get to that moment, this moment.
2: You going to play summer league?
0: Yeah, of course. Are you? Yeah.
2: Because it's fun or because it's good for you or why?
0: I think it's everything. Uh, It's going to be fun for the most part. I haven't played five-on-five in a minute, like (laughs) – I, I'm so ready to play five on five. I've been playing like three on three workouts and training for the last couple of months and I mean I'm ready to show like everybody what what I've been working on uh too also. Then also just learning. Uh like they said, I'm gonna be having like coaches and stuff around me to help me like guide me through like the the lingo and how they how they work, the culture also. Like and also just getting to know my teammates. Uh I can't wait to can't wait to meet everybody on the team and get the know them all right
2: let's talk to pacer's head coach rick
4: Carlisle. coach you ever get tired of developing kids how can you get tired of you know really what the essence of coaching is all about which is building relationships um working sweating with these kids helping them get better and trying to You know, help them realize not just the dream of playing in the NBA, but, uh, you know, becoming successful NBA players, becoming winning NBA players. Um, Ultimately, the dream of becoming a championship NBA player It's what it's all about.
2: What's the key in taking a guy like Chris or taking a guy like Isaiah and getting them from where they are for them to where you want them to be and where they want to be? What's it? Is it behavioral? Is it physical? What what's that thing?
4: Well, it's, it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, you know, we've done a lot of research on their games, their character, their competitiveness, um, the style of play that they have come from. Uh, we, we've got to take these two kids now and immerse them in, you know, what we're going to be doing. Um, we want to play fast on offense. We want to be unselfish on offense. We want to be attacking on offense. But we want to be solid defensively and so you know this is a mindset and this is going to be a part of our culture here and this is you know this next 10 days is going to be key to introducing these guys into that culture
2: you know isaiah jackson just from watching him peripherally with kentucky runs like hell, doesn't he? I mean, he's fast. He's athletic. He looks great in transition. He kind of he kind of fits the mold of a guy that you would want, but maybe he's not necessarily ready. What's the thing that he's got to do to get ready?
4: Well, with young players, the thing that can always get them on the floor first is defense. Yeah. And, and right now, he's got the ability to step on an, on an NBA floor um, and defend his position, um, be able to help and recover, be able to switch onto smaller players and keep them in front with his quickness, length and you know, anticipation. Um, and so that's a great starting point for him. We don't have a real rim lob threat on this team. Um, he gives us that on day one. Um, and look, we need an injection of high-level athleticism on this team. Both of these players, uh, Duarte uh, and Jackson, give us that.
2: Are you going to kind of hang your hat on defense? Is this going to be uh, a defense first team? We're
4: we're going to spend a lot of time on it, you know? I mean, in today's game, a lot of points get scored. Yeah, But it doesn't mean that the better defensive teams don't have an advantage. So we will work uh, diligently on it. Uh, We've got one of the best shot blockers in the world here, you know, with Miles Turner. Uh, We just drafted another guy that's that's demonstrated that he does it at the highest level of college basketball. and we've just got to get more solid. And, and more important than that, we've got to get healthy. Um, yeah. And so, you know, health and mindset are going to be real big heading into this year.
2: These guys, like you mentioned, they bring great effort. And it's not that the current roster didn't bring great effort, but do you hope that some of their, either the effort of the current roster rubs off on them or the effort of these guys? It seems like an effort draft. These guys both play with a lot of effort.
4: Yeah, they're hard-playing, competitive guys. That's the DNA of what you want. Yeah, and yeah, for sure. And but you know, they you know, Chris is a highly skilled player, Uh, Isaiah is a little more skilled than people are probably going to think. And it just increases our depth, it increases our athleticism. I think it increases our toughness as well.
2: And as if by magic, here we are out at Grand Park where day three of Colts training camp has concluded. We got some injury news from offensive coordinator Marcus Brady.
5: We know that Carson came in. You know, he injured his foot yesterday at practice. Um, you know, he's been with the docs. He's trying to get the, you know, they're trying to figure out what the process is. So we're still evaluating, you know, what what the next move is and, um, you know, how bad it is. Um, and then we'll go from there. Um, I'll open it up for any questions.
0: What about Ryan? Can you give us any update on Ryan Kelly?
5: Uh, Ryan, I know he had something with his elbow, a little hyperextension to his elbow. Uh, I believe Marlon ran into him at practice yesterday, you know, just accidental. Um, I think he'll he'll be out for probably a couple weeks, but he'll be okay.
2: Marcus Brady was also asked about Jacob Eason and his first-team reps, as well as Michael Stront, seventh-rounders
5: look pretty good out here. You know, he's getting better every day. I thought he had a good practice yesterday. Today was a, you know, a little bit rougher for the entire offense, um, but it, well, it, which was expected. You know, it was a third down, so the, you know, those are tough situations. You know, top offense in the in the league in the NFL on third down is going to be fifty percent, so it's going to look a little rough on these days. Um, but there's a lot of good coaching points, a lot of plays, a lot of good film to be able to coach off in, in today's practice. The biggest thing, we just want to continue getting him reps. I mean, there's plays that he just hadn't seen. It's his first time actually getting the live rep. Um, he's going to learn from, it, he's going to make the mistakes. Um, he made some good plays, made some bad plays, and we just got to continue to grow and make sure that he's improving and learning from those mistakes. Um, you know, Still picking up the offense, but overall, I mean, we like what we see. He's growing, he's getting better every day. I mean, Gro's doing a great job with him. You know he's trying to get a grasp of the offense so that he can play faster um, because i mean obviously he's he's physical he's got a big size something that you know you want to you want to have um, he's got to continue to grow we also
2: talked to rodrigo blankenship the guy with the sports specs right how's he feel out here what you think about eddie pinheiro as a competitor and about competition in camp and how he's prepared to attack
1: it uh, i feel like unless you're making every single one of your kicks you're never doing enough. i feel like there's always going to be room to improve And, you know, I I feel like uh, Mr. Ballard, you know, has has gotten this organization in a really great position where they're going to be competing for, you know, conference championships, competing to go to the Super Bowl, (coughs) you know, almost every year. I feel like this team is going to have a legitimate chance to go a really long ways. And so you need to have excellence. You need to have the highest amount of performance out of every single position across the board. So, um, you know, I feel like if this team is going to go where they need to go, then, uh, you know, my performance needs to step up uh, compared to last year. So I definitely feel like I could have done more, and hopefully I can uh, prove that and be able to show that this year. If I learned anything from my time at the University of Georgia with Coach Smart, it's a um, competition is going to bring out the best in everybody. Um, I had to win two kicking competitions when I was at the University of Georgia in 2016 and 2017. I was in competition with other kickers. Um, so last year wasn't the first time that I had been in that situation. Um, so I think that you know that definitely uh, does help me to have a little bit of experience and to just know a little bit going in, kind of what to expect and just you know where where your uh, your head is going to be at mentally when you go into it every single day. Um, but you know it's just uh, I just have to come out and be the best that I can be. There's I can't control what anybody else does. All I can control is trying to make as many kicks as I can.
2: And we found out this afternoon that Cubs closer Craig Kimbrell has been dealt to the White Sox. Nick Madrigal coming in the other direction. Tom Ricketts tearing this down to the studs. Do you think the Cubs fans are going to get a rebate from Ricketts at the box office? No, they are not. They're going to pay full price to see a bunch of guys they never heard of. And kids are going to weep in the stands when they don't see Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you Monday morning. Can't wait to recap what goes on this weekend. Is Carson Wentz going to be back out here anytime soon? We'll find out.